If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Da-na-na, da-na-na. <laughs> the reason for that is because... Oh, I had we a, have a champion. We have a... We have a second place champion. Second place champion. (laughs) Silver medal goes to Poland (laughs) (laughs) for the... Meanest bitch. The meanest bitch alive. Second Mm. meanest bitch alive next to Andy Davis. (laughs) Who's the first meanest bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to Frank and Beans, everybody. I'm Brian. I'm Beth. And I am the second place winner of the Comedians NWA Roast Battle Championship. We couldn't afford champagne, so. <laughs> <laughs> so PBR and Miller Lite will have to do. <laughs> right. We need some good sponsors. Yeah. So if either one of those companies want to sponsor us, now that you have a champion on your hands, mm-hmm. second place. I mean, I'm okay with second place, dude. Second Andy, place is amazing. Because yeah. at the beginning, there were 16. No, well, I mean, of just the championship. like we. So, they, I mean, there was eight in the championship, but. What did it take? How many people? It started before out then? as like, okay, oh gosh, it, there was this whole darn it. I wish I could pull it up faster than maybe I 12, am right now. Maybe twelve. No, there was like thirty six people. Yeah, as what it started out as. Mm-hmm. There was like thirty six people, ninety four battles, like some like it was a a whole season, a year long season. Yeah, of um of an entire roast battle league, and guess what? At the end, the very end of the season, your girl came out number two. Number two. Number two. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped about it. You should be. That's huge. I mean, especially considering the fact this is my first year doing comedy. Mm -hmm. And the entire reason, most of, well, not all of the reason, but a lot of the reason that I got into it is that Brian, you and I would start coming to these shows. Yeah. And I was like, I was fucking born to do this <laughs> at the roast battles. And I wanted it so bad. And I went in there and I did it. Mm-hmm. I came out number two. I mean, you are number two. <laughs> <laughs> Who does number two work for? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Andy Davis, um, he's brand new to the scene. Mm-hmm. So for him to take it over, that was that was huge. Yeah, Andy's only 19 years old, so fuck you, Andy. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it's funny because I like texted Andy that day and I was like, You got this, bro. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, thanks. I don't I don't know what you mean by that, but I was like, No, man, you got this. Like, I just I I don't know. I believe in him so much. He's so funny. Yeah. And um I just I felt like he had his side of the bracket and I had my side of the bracket and I knew that that was who it was going to be going in. Yeah. To the end. And in the end, Andy came out number 1, which is totally okay with me. There's no one I'd rather lose to. Mhm. Than arguably one of the funniest people I've ever met. So. Right. Yeah. But anyways, that was exciting. That was exciting. It was kind of like Girls versus boys, because it was like the girls' side of the... Well, all the girls were on my side of the bracket. Yeah. Yeah. So... Smashed them. (laughs) (laughs) Wrecked them. Damn near killed them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a a very amazing group of women to represent and to have been the finalist of all the women feels pretty good. Sure. (coughs) Excuse me. And, I mean, all around... Great bunch of uh, comedians. Yeah. Amen. Sure. It's a great show. So definitely keep your eyes peeled out for that on mm-hmm. Comedians in WA. But speaking of men, women, 
gender and all of that. Look at you. (laughs) (laughs) Did I just segue the fuck out of that? Yeah, you did. A plus. So today we are going to be talking about gender identity, Mm -hmm. which is a really important part of sex and relationships and who we are as people at the very beginning stages of sex and relationships, you know? And um, (laughs) we really wanted to talk about this. It was really important because... I think in today's day and age, there is a lot of misunderstanding. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I would say ignorance on the subject. And, you know, I feel like it is our duty to you, the audience, to help inform you and to um, hopefully, I don't think there's anybody out there listening who is not like woke as fuck, you know, and, and understanding and open to people of different gender identities and that sort of thing. But, you know, I think it was important enough to us to make sure that you understood that, um, you know, because we love you audience members and we want you all to be very open, loving, understanding people and to be free of ignorance and hatred and all of those things and to be accepting, open, Mm -hmm. loving people of all kinds of people no matter how they identify. Yeah. And even though, um, you know, I'm not, I'm accepting, I am accepting to all of this. Yes. But I am very ignorant in the in the fact that I'm not educated well enough on this subject. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a learning yeah, experience for yeah. me too. And Which is, you know, it, that's another really fun part of doing this show is that we, um, we often learn a lot of this stuff ourselves mm-hmm. by researching it so that we can relay these messages to you guys. Yeah. So even I, who am, I consider myself pretty educated on the subject because I have friends, a lot of friends that are... Um, sexually identify in a different way, but also gender identify in a different way. And, um, and so for me, even having friends that are transgender or identify, you know, in a different gender, uh, than what they were, uh, systematically born with. Um, I learned a lot from, from, you know, researching the subject and so forth. And we have a really special guest that I'm so excited. excited to, to call and share with you guys here soon. But, um, but from the beginning, we wanted to go ahead and just sort of talk about, you know, some um, some definitions. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, you know, I think that a lot of people, you know, not even just, you know, I get we're in, we're in the South or we're in North Arkansas, like it's not exactly the most, you know, a progressive right. um, area of the country or world for that matter. But um, I think that there's a lot of confusion between sexual orientation mm-hmm. and um, gender identity. Like they're two totally different subjects. So we felt compelled that we wanted to go ahead and make sure that we um, that we made the clarification of that they're two totally different um, definitions. Yeah. So sexual orientation, um, and this is from humanrightscampaign.org. So it's a very, um, you know, this is a very peer reviewed source. Sexual orientation is an inherent or immutable, enduring, emotional, romantic, or sexual attraction to other people. So sexual orientation is just who you're attracted to, right? Mm -hmm. Now, gender identity is one's innermost concept of self as male, female, a blend of both, or neither. 
how individuals perceive themselves and what they call themselves. So one's gender identity can be the same or different from their sex assigned at birth. So that's gender identity, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that is, is it, you know, the, the innermost thing. It's what you identify as personally. Right. And there's also gender expression. And I think this is what more of us are familiar with because it's what we see outwardly yeah. about people. Um, so gender expression is identified as external appearance of one's gender identity, usually expressed through behavior, clothing, haircut or voice, and which, uh, and which may or may not conform to socially defined behaviors and characteristics typically associated with being either masculine or feminine. Right. This is something that you had brought up um, in yourself because sometimes, yeah, you do wear a dress and you do wear nice shoes. Yeah. And then sometimes you wear sneakers and you wear a ball cap. Absolutely. And, and, uh, yeah. So. I'm like, I absolutely am like, I'm really gender fluid sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I can say that as um, typically what somebody that would identify as a cisgender or female um, but I also have, you know, I have days where I'm feeling really masculine, where I want to go watch football and I'm watching, I'm wearing a baseball cap and a t-shirt and my sneakers and, you know, I just, everything about me is a little bit more alpha and male. And then there are days where I, you know, when I did the tits on tape recording, mm-hmm. I was wearing a short, tight dress and my hair was done and my makeup was on point and there are days where I identify both ways and, and, you know, so I understand so much um, what it's like to feel differently, you know, gendered sometimes, you know? Um, And uh, I think you had several um, definitions on your end that you found too, that were, there's, you know, so all of this is a spectrum, obviously. Yeah. It's not, it's not just black and white, male, female. Yeah. Or, Um, you know, or a blend of both or a bit, you know. Sure. And there's a personal story that I think I want to share um, because it relates. And it was maybe a couple of years ago when all of a sudden they wanted to make uh, bathrooms just not gendered. They, you, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's this guy at work, older guy, Christian, (laughs) um, (laughs) Go figure. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, his thing was, well, wait, I don't... Wait, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. No, we, we we don't... Yeah, we don't judge no matter what you're... But, you know, um, his, his argument was, well, I don't want these people using the bathroom with my kids, with my grandkids. And it's like, Bob? <laughs> his name is Bob. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're not protecting the innocent. No, fuck him. Um, <laughs> Bob, these people did not sprout out of the ground in 2016. Right. Like, this is, I, I mean, and I think you have probably, I don't know how many thousands of years mm-hmm. um, that this whole, was. did that count as the that first was, <laughs> I tried to hold it in. God damn it. <laughs> but, you know, this whole, um, when the Puritans came over and and, you know, took over this land like there is so much repression mm-hmm. that we are still in the year 2018 right. just getting over two- <laughs> <laughs> it's callback this is gonna be a callback episode again right. but but truly no and and this is you know it's they've been of- using the same bathroom as you and you haven't even noticed exactly exactly I- thank you 
And, you know, it's funny because we talked about this in like the weird sex history thing where it's like in the past before this whole like Puritan society, there was like not even definitions of, you know, homosexual or, you know, this Mm. or that or like Mm -hmm. realistically it was like there was just so much like non-emphasis put on it, which is really the way that I have lived. I mean... Even before I I became more informed about it, mm-hmm. I have always just been like, "Who cares? Right? Live your life the way that you would. The way everybody has to accept me. I expect anyway people to accept me the way I am, whether it be gender, my attitude, my you know, the way I present myself in any way." Yeah. Being fat or thin or tall or short or a Bears fan or a Packer fan, whatever. No matter how you identify yourself as a person, people should be accepting to that, except if you're a Packer fan. I was just going to say, <laughs> how did you throw that in there? There's zero acceptance uh, for that. Yeah, that's the only, that's the only thing uh, that yeah. we are not mm. accepting of our own here right. at Beans Podcast. But you get what I'm saying. Like the At the end of the day, no matter how people um, choose to, you know, be an individual, right. we should be accepting of that. Like, and who it, cares? Yeah. It's none of your fucking and business. It, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect you in any way. What, what, whatever this person identifies as, um, they've been using the same bathroom that you've been using forever, forever since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time. And you know, like, and like you said, even even in in Latin. There's no word for homosexual. Right. Like the oldest, yeah. not the oldest language, right. one of the oldest languages. A lot of languages branch off from Latin. Right. And there's no term for homosexual because it wasn't a thing. Right. And not that gender and, and sexuality are the same thing, but right. you get what we're saying. It's like, you know, it's just that things are different. It's almost like things have taken such a different term because of the way that people are choosing to divide themselves in mm-hmm. today's day and age. And, um, you know, so at the end of the day, I think, you know, our goal here is to inform everybody to kind of um, I think ignorance sometimes is not it's not something that's necessarily someone's fault. Yeah. But, um, you know, because sometimes you're just born into a culture or things the way that they are and you don't understand something else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like one of the ways that I put this earlier is like, you know, ignorance kind of like is. It's it's fear of the unknown. Right. And, you know, it's like how I and you are both, Brian, afraid of the ocean. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the fuck is in there. Mm-hmm. There are millions of miles of organisms and life, and I don't like to get in the ocean. Right. Because I can, I can only imagine what's out there to get me because it's mm-hmm. unknown. Right. right. Okay. Should I be afraid of the ocean? Probably not. Okay. Realistically, yeah. if I just informed myself about what type of organisms were from my ability to stand in the tide or whatever, <laughs> like I would be able to understand that I have no reason to be afraid of the ocean. Like, right. Yeah. You know, at least as far sense. as I can get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the point is that we want to make sure that you are all informed about what this is, that there's no reason for any of you to be ignorant. And um, that you should just all be accepting, loving people of everybody, no matter how they identify. Absolutely. So, at any rate, you had some more specific definitions that you had found 
within that spectrum of gender identity. Right. And I and I looked this up because like I said, I'm pretty I'm pretty uneducated and ignorant about this. So I looked this up. So I made um, Brian do homework. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so a gender. A gender is a person whose gender identity slash expression does not align with a man, woman, or other gender. It's commonly referred to as gender neutral. Okay. Like you said with the expression. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the word? I'm going to screw it up. Androg- androg- androgynous. Androgynous. He keeps saying androgynous. Uh, and I'm like, uh, I keep being like, David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a person Androgyny. Who- I just, that's the first person I think of. I think androgyny. Prince. Yeah. Like androgyny. Androgyny is... Oh. And that is a person fact, who does not identify as either gender, male or female. Well, okay, so androgyny is a little bit more, I think, gray area. I think mm-hmm. because androgyny can be very like okay, like Prince, like Prince identifies as like a straight male, but look at Prince and the way that he sure. dresses and like he just doesn't care. Like he doesn't, he doesn't care that purple velvet ruffles yeah. are considered feminine, like. He doesn't identify, you know, as like, he doesn't have to be like so super masculine to be right. a sex and, symbol. And how many women? How exactly. Many women? Yeah. Like, right. Prince. I was in uh, yeah. Minneapolis last week and I didn't know this, but that's where he was from. Yeah, um, that's right. Shout first, out to Minneapolis. Oh, it's such a cool way. place. He loved it. Um, I was afraid Brian wasn't going to come back. Uh, it was. <laughs> I was like, it was close. It was real was close like, there for Hello, a second. Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> um, but like First Street, it's a, it's a big deal. Like that's mm-hmm. where they shot Purple Rain. Uh, really? Yeah. And I guess like wh- when the news came out that he had died, First Street was just covered in purple, and it was like a kind of not a parade, but I mean mm-hmm. it was just a huge party out there. And have you seen that Christmas tree? That was Prince. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> There's like the greatest meme going around right now about this like I forget what they say, but it's like this Christmas tree was like if something happens, but it's like Prince's head on the top and it's just like a purple cape over it. It's so fucking great. <laughs> I'll have to look for that. Yeah. So next yep. is uh by gender, mm-hmm. which is a person who identifies as both a male and female. Okay. In most cases, one side is stronger than the other, but both are present. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. Um again, this is all a spectrum. Yeah. Because it used to be the chromosomes. It was it, it was either you were X, X Y and XX. Mm-hmm. And um, even the Olympics, you know, they've found that there are people who are XXY, XYX, XYY. Mm-hmm. Um, these these female bodybuilders, yeah. you know, have a lot of chromosomes that are that are more male than female. Right. So I mean, you know, even there's science behind this. Is it, it, is it really it, is. It isn't yeah. just somebody saying I want to identify as this because this is a cool thing to do. Right. There's science. It's not, yeah. Well, and that's just it is like, you know, we think of it as one or the other, one or zero binary. Right. You know? And like, it's not. And it's not. Even on a, even on a uh, molecular level. Yeah, definitely. Um, binary <laughs> is the next that's, one. Uh, if you think I didn't segue that on purpose <laughs> here, Rob. <laughs> You're a master at this. A person who identifies as a gender binary believes that gender consists solely of two genders, male and female. Um, this is not so much a, a, an identity as it is a system. Okay, so these are the people that, yeah, that, who we're talking about who are kind of, you know, 
I don't want to say like most of society because I like to think that today's day and age that we're not that society anymore. Right. But it is that like Puritan belief system of like, you know, men have to be men and women have to be women and, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera. So those are the binary folks. Right. So now there's um, cisgender, mm-hmm. which is a term to describe someone who's gender identifies as the gender assigned at birth. Yeah. Okay. So that would this would be me. Yeah. I am a for cisgender sure. male. I definitely. was born a male. I'm a male. And you're a male, yeah. You're definitely a boy. You have <laughs> <laughs> I have boy parts. You have boy parts. You are I also those bearded <laughs> and like very like yeah. Right. You're a you're a man's man, Brian. That's okay. Um next is gender dysphoria. Okay. And it's a clinical definite or it's a clinical definition. Um, well, and I, I think one of the the things that I found here too is that that's kind of a weird word. And well, I, I, I think we have I some discomfort. Don't, yeah, I think I have discomfort calling it dysphoria, but I think that this what I found in my research helped me to feel a little bit better about it at the end because it said um, gender dysphoria is when someone uh, it's clinically significant distress. Caused when a person's assigned birth gender is not the same as the one with which they identify. Mm -hmm. And so according to the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnosis and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, which most people know as the DSM, you know, it's like the Bible Mm -hmm. of psychiatry. um, The term replaces gender identity disorder. Okay. And so I think... And, and it's meant to, they say, it, it's intended to better characterize the experiences affected by children, adolescents, and adults. And, and now that they say that, I do like it better than gender identity disorder. Mm-hmm. Because it's not saying that your gender identity is a disorder. Right. It's just saying that there is a there's a, a disassociation with, you know, the gender you are assigned with and the gender you identify with. Right. And that's the way that I truly see it is that, you know, I know, oh, Brian, this is so you all day. Your brain and your penis <laughs> are two, are one and the same, right? Right, okay? yeah. But like me, my brain and my reproductive parts are two different things. Sure. Like, I, you think with your penis... I think with my brain and I It's just I act one with, thing. Yeah. You, you can say brain and penis like <laughs> interchangeably. Well, we, we've been over this every <laughs> which episode of us where we're like, we're not sure that Brian's penis isn't actually inside of his head. Like, right. It has not been proven. <laughs> so <laughs> We're still waiting for we're still waiting for somebody who can uh, more of a medical professional to confirm whether or not right. either Brian's penis penis is in his brain or his penis is in his or brain is in his penis i think it's just one one connected unit like either way (laughs) where we're going with this is that you know some people it's all connecting you know the same way but Mm -hmm. not everybody right some people are gendered one way in one area and one in the other and there's nothing wrong with that none nothing because here's the thing and at the end of the day and I say I tell this a lot, like when I'm I'm discussing mental illness with people, because I think mental illness has such a, and I'm not saying that this is mental illness because it's not, right? But like, what people don't understand about what's so misunderstood about mental illness is that like, okay, when you have um, a broken leg, you go to the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's something severely wrong with your leg, 
right. which is an important part of you walking around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what about when there's something wrong with your brain? Like people are so scared to go to the doctor because they're like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Well, there's something wrong with your leg. What? What is the difference? Right. Okay. Not that there is anything wrong with like, this is not saying, you know, that gender dysmorphia or anything is something wrong with your brain. But what I'm saying is that your brain is such an important part of you that when your brain is identifying you as a certain way, mm-hmm. what is to say that that is less important than the way that your genitalia Yeah, there, there should be, it shouldn't you. be any it's less important. It's not, yeah. No. In fact, if anything, your brain should be the one that is guiding you. Sure. Because it's guiding everything that else that you do in your life. Yeah. Your brain is telling your heart to work. Your brain is telling your veins to work. Your brain is telling your lungs to work. Mm-hmm. So just because your gender ended up a different way, like let's say that you, um, like, I don't know, people that have like Parkinson's and things like that, like your your limbs are doing something different than what your brain is hoping it will do. Yeah, absolutely. So what is the difference between that and, and you know, like a gender, you know, yeah. identity issue? So yeah, like it, it's, you know, your brain is your guiding force in life, so... Obviously, listening to it and living your life accordingly is so important. Yeah, makes sense. And, and it can't, you know, like, I just hope that that thinking of things in that way helps people to understand how important. The problem is, and you're right, I mean, that is, that is so important and, and, and please, you know, take care of yourself. But the problem is, there's this huge social stigma. Nobody with a broken leg, doesn't matter if you're white, black, Hispanic, um, Jewish, straight, gay, homosexual, uh, in between. If you have a broken leg, somebody's going to tell you to fix that broken leg. Right. If you have, ah, uh, you know what I mean. Like if if, if, okay. if you have any of these other things, there's this social stigma. And of- you want to know why? Because people will have no problem talking about a broken leg. Sure, my leg's broken. People don't even like to talk about their periods. Right. Let alone their gender identity. Oh, yeah. nudity is so disgusting. It's like, and, oh, oh my no. god, it's just vulgar and don't talk right. about it. Mm-hmm. Why? Parents and bullshit. And it's crazy because okay, like fifty percent of women on the planet are people on the planet are women. Why are we so scared to talk about like periods and stuff right. like that? It's ridiculous. Why is it like, so taboo? Exactly. Yeah. So when it comes to gender identity and stuff like that, like why are we so afraid to talk about it? I mean, I haven't had to live that life. I can imagine that it can be rough. Yeah. Um, because of the way that people just stigmatize things. Like, I think about, you know, the way that I live my life and how sometimes people probably think that I'm like some reckless maniac or whatever, even though, <laughs> even though, believe me, I'm not having nearly as much sex as you people might think I am. Um, <laughs> I would like to be having a lot more in case me, anyone's interested. Me too. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Me too. But the fact of the matter is, is we're so afraid to talk about this stuff because yeah. our genitals and our things that are going on there are like, <gasps> right. don't talk about it. And there's a Why? social stigma. Who of, cares? It's your body. Right. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I agree. You know? How many people, I mean, have sex and don't talk about it? Right. I want this more. I want this less. I like this. I don't right. want that. And, you know, and the thing is, is that like, especially with people who are, you know, Uh, gender dysmorphic or who are transgender and things of that nature like don't you think at some point it's a lot easier to change the way that you are on the outside than the way that you 
You're not yeah, going yeah. to change your brain into. Th- There's no Christian camp that you can go off to and pray the man, you know, pray like the, the male away. away, or yeah, like pray the male away. You yeah. know, like if you feel that you are like a male or a female inside, that is the way that you feel. Okay. Yeah. It, or the way that you are, yeah. realistically. Like, your brain is the most powerful organ in your body. A more powerful organ than your genitals, arguably, right. obviously. So, like, with that being said, you know, obviously some people go through all the way to a transgender state, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, again, going back to sort of definitions of this, transgender uh, is an umbrella term for people whose gender identity and or expression is different from cultural expectations based on the sex that they were assigned at birth. Right. So being transgender does not imply any specific sexual orientation. Therefore, transgender people may identify as straight, gay, lesbian, bisexual, etc. So this is just basically you at whatever point saying that the gender that you were assigned with at birth is wrong. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that that's it. Like well, you, you transgender hit, is just that term of you yeah. of determining that the gender that you were assigned with, you know, at, at birth is wrong. Now, there are people then, you know, to go one step further, gender transition is the process by which some people strive to more closely align their internal knowledge of gender with its outward appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some people may socially transition, whereby they might begin dressing, using names and pronouns, and or to socially recognize as another gender. Others undergo physical transitions in which they modify their bodies through medical uh, interventions. Okay. So, you know, it's like, again, it's like a whole spectrum. Like, sometimes you just want to identify as the other way. Um, which is completely well, acceptable. You also hear, it's pretty common to hear, I feel like I'm a man in a woman's body. <gasps> yeah. And, oh my God. And people just do not feel comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And and that's tr- trans... Uh, transgender, yeah. Transgender? Yeah, okay. okay. And, and you know, and, and again, it's all a spectrum. It's all like, you know, there's fluidity in all of this. You know, like looking at myself and as, a, as an example, some days... I just want to be one of the guys and, you know, watch football and wear sneakers and a backward baseball cap and, you know, joke about stuff and, you know, flirt with women and, you know, but then there are some days where, you know, I am feeling so feminine and like lipstick and heels and, you know, it's um, within myself, it's very fluid, Uh you know, and within some people, it's very one way or the other but it's also i mean some days i feel like wearing jeans and a hoodie and my nikes and mm-hmm. other days i feel like wearing jeans and my hoodie <laughs> and my adidas is you know and, and, well, and yeah and you know and that's fine right. some people are and, very and static fun of it yeah but it's, no, you know but some people are very static like yourself right and some people are very fluid right so yeah the next, it's all uh, a spectrum. The next definition, you are getting good at these. Uh, Segways. God damn. Um, I can read g- your mind. Nobody. Gender fluid. A person who does not identify with any specific gender. Their gender is not consistently changing and is often linked to mood. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you wake up. And, See? Yeah. yeah. Gender fluid. Mm-hmm. That's there you go. Gender nonconforming is next. Um, a broad term that is used to describe people 
who do not conform to gender norms expressed by society and do not fit into any specific category. Right. So, yeah, there you go. So those would be people that are more living their daily life Mm -hmm. in a way that's just like, whatever, you know, I wear what I wear. It's not mood specific, I think would be. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Non-binary. We, we of course, covered binary, Mm -hmm. which was um, there is one or the other. Yeah. Non-binary is a person who gender identity, whose gender identity falls outside of the lines of male, female or man, woman. Mm hmm. So, yeah, so I think that those, I think that would be like the um, farther end of that spectrum where that's the people who are refusing to identify as a certain way. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, maybe gender fluid is like the least end of that where you're kind of just like, I'm this, this day, I'm that, that day, I don't really care. Right. You know, whatever. And then in the middle was what you said, non conforming, where it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm just going to not, I'm neutral. I'm not one way, I'm not another. Mm-hmm. And then you have, yeah, then you have nine binary that's, you know, refusing of being either way. And then, yeah. So again, it's all a spectrum and everybody sort of feels a different way. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And it doesn't, it, it, it's not, you're not supposed to care how somebody identifies. That's mm-hmm. up to them. Right. It, it's, you know, be happy. Mind your own fucking business. Yeah. Let somebody be happy to you. Honestly, yeah. Like, that's just it. It's like, we're all so different. You and I are even different on yeah. that spectrum. We're way different on that spectrum. And I think that that's great. It's like one of the things that makes us individuals and great. And, you know, it should be celebrated. Absolutely. Rather than, yeah. I think so. So speaking of celebration... And people that are celebration (laughs) (laughs) and people that identify in different ways and gender and all that stuff. I think that we should, I think it's probably time to go ahead and get our special guest on the phone. I think so. Let's do that. All right. Okay, everybody, we have our very special guest on the line. Uh, This is Alexander Danger Anderson, who is a visual performer and uh, a really neat friend that I had the opportunity to meet in Austin, Texas recently. So thank you for joining the Frank and Beans podcast, Alex. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so we we kind of shared with our audience, you know, different um, the definitions of gender identity and, and that sort of thing. Can you share with us uh, your experience, your gender identity, all of that good stuff? Yeah, sure. So um, I am a transgender man. I um, identify as a man. I am actually legally, um, um, male and masculine as well. Um, it's, uh, been, it's been quite a fun, um, <laughs> fun journey, I would say. Um, I personally, I, um, do, uh, take, um, hormone replacement therapy. So I am medically transitioning and I have gone through the legal process to get everything changed. Although none of that is, you know, necessary for, you know, anyone's identity to be valid, but, um, I just, I identify as a man. I am a man and, um, that's pretty much, um, it in a nutshell for me and my identity. That's so, right. Yeah. So that's yeah, actually something, yeah. If it's something that we didn't even really get the chance to talk about is the whole legal aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you share with us a little bit more about that experience and what that entails? Yeah, sure. So, um, it's, um, each, the process is different, uh, depending on where you live. I personally, um, I live in Austin, Texas, and 
Austin is actually uh, super great about the process. Um, other places in Texas, not so much. So I was just going to say, I was just going to say, wow. Yeah. You know, thankfully, um, Austin people, is a little bit more of a progressive hotbed than perhaps a lot of the other places in Texas. But Yes. Yes, so a lot of people actually do come to Austin to get it done, but basically um, I had to get a court order, um, which also contained a letter from my doctor. Um, I didn't oh, need wow. a letter from a ther- I didn't need a letter from a therapist or anything, but just um, my doctor had to write a letter that said, um, you know, Alexander is medically transitioning. There are there will be permanent changes, you know. Um, oh yeah. And, yeah, so th- that's the thing is that when someone starts transitioning, their body will forever be changed in, in certain ways. Even if you stop hormones, um, there are some changes that will um, never go back. And so that's another one of the reasons to um, change everything legally is it's also um, just it just it just makes sense, really. And it's uh, a protection thing as well. So that way you essentially kind of look how your paperwork matches. And Absolutely. All that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, I got um, a letter from my doctor saying that, um, you know, irreversible changes would be happening with the hormone replacement therapy. Um, I filled out a petition and went before, um, went to the courthouse. I didn't actually have to go before the judge, which was nice. Yeah. I was only there for about, um, 45 minutes and was able to get my name and gender changed. And then from there, the court order allowed me to go and get my birth certificate changed, my ID, my social security card, um, all that good stuff. So luckily for me, um, there's a great process in Austin. It's about 300, um, to get it changed or you can fill out a waiver of inability to pay. Oh, wow. um, As well. Yeah. So there are options. There are ways to get it done for free, which is so great. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of a bit of a, a tedious process, but, um, it's not, it's not super complex and I was fortunate to be able to get it done. Not everyone, you know, has, has this access and absolutely. Um, Yeah. It's not impossible um, is what's good to know. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So for me, um, I'm, I'm just a guy. I'm, I'm a dude, um, <laughs> recognized legally. And, a very um, cute one know, for the record. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. And also being on testosterone has been, um, you know, a, a fun journey, I would say as in and of itself. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of um, yeah. my deal about paperwork and hormones and all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting, you know, really cause, you know, we were just sort of talking about, um, you know, how, um, you know, we just, you, you know, from birth, you identify as a certain way and you just, you know, you know, you kind of are the way you are. Like I'm very gender fluid and Brian is very gender static. And, um, so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just really interesting to hear from somebody that has gone through that whole process that, you know, how committed you really have to be to know that that is who you are and how confident you have to be in the fact that that is who you are as a person. Right. Yeah. Yes. And if I, um, if you don't mind, I can, um, kind of talk a little bit more about that. Um, Please do, so yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So it's interesting. Um, it re- it really is kind of like a lifelong process. I mean, at least for me, um, I was raised in like a very, um, conservative Southern Baptist <laughs> household. And so I didn't even know that, that, that like transgender people were people that existed. You know, I yeah. didn't know that it was an option to just be who you want to be. Like what a concept, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, really. Yeah. 
And so I just very distinctly remember um, at the age of 15, I actually was on the wrestling team and I wrestled all throughout high school and in college. Hell and, yeah. Um, and it was really fun, but I just, um, in my high school, they had separated, um, you know, girls wrestling and boys wrestling and oh. all that. But, um, I was just friends with everyone, friends with a lot of the other guys and yeah. everyone was just like, Oh, you know, they're just, they're just one of the guys. They're just, you know, whatever. And I would even make jokes and my friends would make jokes that I was a boy trapped in a girl's body. And, oh my gosh. And, we like, just said <laughs> that. We were just talking <laughs> about that. And, yeah. And it was, yeah. And it was one of those things where it was just like, no, like I knew my friends knew, like people knew and yeah. recognized that, but we just didn't know that I was actually a boy trapped in a girl. Honestly, right. yeah. Like, that, that was actually a thing. And then I get, I get older later and it, um, it was fortunately um, through my education in college that I took a human sexuality course and my um, professor had a another professor come and speak who was transgender and who had gone through the process of getting, you know, everything changed and medically transitioning and all of that in Texas back in the day, which was very interesting. It definitely wasn't as easy as it it is now. Um, But listening to her and her story and I was just like, Oh, Oh my God, that's, that all makes perfect sense to me. Oh my gosh. I, this is, this is a thing. And so yeah, it's just really interesting how, like you see it in, at least for me, like uh, there were so many points where I saw it in my life. My friends even joked that I was, you know, a quote boy trapped in a girl's body yeah, and, yeah. and all this stuff. And then later on realizing like, oh no, this is who I, this is actually who I am. This is my identity and Absolutely. I can actually be this person and live as this person and be yeah. respected as the guy that I am and the guy that I've always seen myself as. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so it's, and yeah. now being, you know, 28, looking back on my little 15-year-old self, I'm just like, oh, Alexander, you're in for a ride. <laughs> oh, my god! <gosh. laughs> don't worry, we're going to get it sorted. You're going to get it sorted. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, and kudos to your professor for being, like, a pioneer in that sense where, you know, yeah. they went through it in a time where, you know, it was, it, it was not, you know, they were one of the first people to really – go through that process in the modern world, you know, and we were talking about how, um, so we actually had a previous episode about sex history and how, you know, before like Puritan America, there wasn't all of this, like, you know, um, specific gender and sexuality identity where it's like, you know, like one of the things that we pointed out is that, you know, in Latin, there's literally no word for the word homosexual, because there wasn't all of this, you know, boys have to be boys and men, you know, and women have to be women and girls have to wear skirts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there like in the in previous history, in human history, there really wasn't all of that. And it wasn't Correct, until, yeah. you know, we moved into this like, you know, Puritan American society where people started like forcing people into these gender roles. And then it became so widespread as far as that's concerned that then it became you know like the the abnormal to to go back to that which is so it's crazy you know it's almost like yeah. um it's really interesting but yeah i mean so yeah it's really you know kudos to your professor and, and to you too you know Absolutely. for being so open and, and and speaking to everybody about it because you know realistically our goal here is to help our audience understand that it's okay to just be who you are and, you know, um, and, and to not define yourself in one certain way. And 
Um, you know, or, you know, yeah. to be, you know, to identify as the way that you, you know, society says you have to be essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, we really appreciate that. One of the other things we sort of talked about too, is how generate gender identity and sexuality are two different uh, yes. things. Yeah. So can you speak on that at all for us? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I will, uh, yeah, I'll just speak personally and like with my own, um, mm. sexual identity and kind of break it down because I've had some people ask oh well like how did how did that make sense and it's like okay actually it's very simple yeah I am a guy um and I I'm a gay guy so um it's I'm attracted to other men other people who identify as men um other masculine people and um yeah so uh my own personal journey it's been it's been kind of it's been kind of funny I, for a long time before realizing, you know, I always knew something wasn't right. And I always, you know, oh boy, girl's body, whatever. Um, um, I was with women for, you know, many years. So Mm -hmm. I guess living as a lesbian or identified as a lesbian. Um, and when I, um, started to realize that I was attracted or that I identified, um, as, as a masculine person and as a guy, my attraction started to shift, which was like such a weird, trippy thing to experience. And then I started noticing that I was attracted to other masculine people, um, whether it was people that identified as masculine or cis men or trans men or gender fluid people or whatever. Um, I just started noticing, oh, wow, I'm attracted to, I guess, kind of, you know, more as to what I identify as. And yeah. um, yeah, so the past few years I've dated and been with, you know, other masculine people, um, whether they're gay, bi, pan, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, yeah, and it's, it's funny because that doesn't always happen. Um, yeah. I do know other, <laughs> I do know other trans men that used to be lesbians and now they're gay guys and it's just a funny, funny how that happens. But, but you I know, know what? It almost guys. seems like after talking to you, it almost seems like you knew your gender identity before your sexual identity. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like it really is, you know, that was just the way that, you know, you've always been a man. But, you know, mm-hmm. then you found out later on that your sexual identity was different from what your your gender identity was, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I have this theory that, no, that, like, if you're homosexual, that, or, like, if you're queer or whatever, that, mm-hmm. you know, um, if that's, like, if that's a thing that's, like, genetic or hereditary or whatever, it doesn't matter what your gender identity is. You're going to be gay no matter what your gender is. Yeah. So, like... So like absolutely living, yeah living as as a as a woman or what a female whatever you know I was attracted to other you know other the uh, same sex you know other females women whatever and then now like identifying and living as a man it's like oh I'm still gay and now I'm attracted yeah. to you know dudes. so it's funny I I because I I don't know I just truly believe if you're homosexual or if you have that or if it is genetic hereditary whatever you're gonna be gay no matter what that's totally what happened with me but i i have you know um guy friends who date women or identify as straight so there are straight transgender men there are straight transgender women um there are gay transgender men gay transgender women um bi pan everything in between so it's very interesting to kind of just break it down as simple as possible your gender identity is how you think about yourself and your sexuality is what you're attracted to in other people. Absolutely. That's a really great, simple way of putting it. And I love that. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like, I'm just a gay guy. I'm just a dude and other dudes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it really is that simple, you know, and that's really neat. And, yeah. and, you know, and we just, gosh, we're so grateful for that to help us communicate that to our audience in such an easy way, you know? Yeah. So. Yes. Um, well, what Alex. Other, um, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, um, do y'all have any other questions or anything else um, I can I think, I think if you've got a, any kind of uh, resources where where any individuals who are going yes. through the same thing that you are can can get help or not help. But. Or just, you know, where they can learn more about, you know, how they can go through the process the way that you did. Or if there's any, you know, helpful websites or, you know, anything else that you can think of that would be useful to our audience who are going through the same, you know, uh, thing that you have already been through, essentially, or are going through. Right. Still, yeah. Right, sure. Um, good question. So there is um, the, at least in Texas, there's the Transgender Education Network of Texas tent. Um, anyone in Texas can find resources for um, legal resources and or uh, medical resources. In Austin specifically, we have um, the KIND Clinic, which is a clinic that sees transgender people completely free of cost for all of their services wow. or anything like that that they could need. Yes, it's amazing. That is I go so there amazing. personally and all of my all of my appointments are covered. It's incredible. Oh my god, that's um, so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um as far as like national resources, um I'm not sure off the top of my head, but um, I know I know that uh, that the internet has all sorts of things. There are a lot Absolutely. of Facebook groups too, that I've actually found very helpful. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Um, um, yeah, there's lots of groups that have resources as well. So, yeah, um, but as far as, like, Austin goes, we have a lot here in Austin and in Texas, and, and I'm sure know, if resources our, yeah. is, is, exist elsewhere. And I'm sure if, our, if I was going to say, I'm sure if our audience reached out to those resources, they would be able to point them into the direction of people that would also be able to help them locally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's so yeah. great. Well, gosh, that is so, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Also, I want to like give you a quick shout out on being an amazing, amazing performer. And I was obsessed okay. with you as Draco Malfoy, by the way. <laughs> I am the hugest Harry Potter nerd of all time. And like, so where can our audience, where can our audience see you, follow you, support like, you, support you in do. any way? Yeah. Where can we find you? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, you can keep up with me on Facebook and Instagram. I'll leave you on my Instagram. I'm at alexander.great.king. Love and, it. Um, yeah, I post all my shows and events and things there. Um, and, of course, if anyone has any questions for me, they can also shoot me a message awesome. um, there. And I have no problem answering questions about my experience or whatever else um, I'm very happy to help anyone figure out their path so yeah. that is so fantastic thank you so much Alex we yeah, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. it yes thank y'all for having me it's been fun yeah my pleasure I hope to see you again next year in Austin at altercation that was so much fun <laughs> yes it was really great <laughs> <laughs> all right Alex well thank you so much we really appreciate your time today absolutely I'll see you later okay. all right take care all right bye-bye right, bye-bye all right, so oh. that was Alexander. Oh, so um, great, yeah, yeah, wonderful guy. Um, yeah, um, and, and so interesting how he he said it. He said, you know, I was a 
Um, I was a guy trapped in a girl's body. And it was just so simple, you know? Yeah. It's just, he's just a guy, you know? He's just a guy. And that's it. And, and you know, growing up, he... So, you know, it, listeners, if you had any of those feelings growing up to where... Or if you're having these feelings now to where you're just one of the guys and, you know, the guys accept you and, and you have this... That, or vice versa, if you're right. one of the girls. And, right. You know, and that's just it. It's like, it's just okay to be who you are. And I think right. that's the most important part of this is to know that, you know, not only is it just okay to be who you are, but also that, again, you know, I know we say this a lot, but Brian and I are here for you. We love mm-hmm. all of you, no matter who you are and what you identify as and all of that. And, you know, we always hope to bring you these great resources and people that, you know, you can help to know that you're not alone with, but also know that Brian and I are always here to be your friend. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I'll put it in the show notes. I'll, I'll find some resources for... Definitely, yeah. Transgender individuals we do that. too. And we hope that some folks that even who just, you know, even if you aren't a, a person that identifies as a different gender or, you know, any of that, that you have at least learned something in terms of understanding um, other people and that that helps you to and be... keep an open mind. Yeah, like, there's definitely. Nothing, here's the thing. I'm, I'm a cisgendered male. Like you said, like mm-hmm. I was born a male. I am a male. I identify as a male. There's nothing that says I'm a male that says I have to pick on these people or bully them exactly. or look down on them or no. worry about my grandchildren right. sharing a bathroom. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the ugh. bathroom thing. Like, okay. That was a fucking, oh my God. Damn it, Bob. Damn, Brian was telling me this story earlier. You guys, it was, uh, uh, yeah, but it was just really about somebody that was like so stupid about it. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> his I, name was actually Bob. His name is Bob. It's probably Robert, but he goes by Bob. But anyway, yeah, like, you know, it doesn't matter how you identify. You can always be accepting of anybody the way that they are. And it doesn't affect you going to the bathroom or you living your life the way that you live your life. So just, you know, I we hope that you've all learned that today, even if you aren't somebody that is, you know, identifies in a different way. So yep. thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate you. And I guess now we can say you little Franks and beanies and everybody in between because sure. we love everybody no matter how you identify. Absolutely. Do we have any shout outs this week? Or Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. Uh, I know we have a show coming up January 27th. We do. You're right. We um, do. Uh, so we're going to be doing a live podcast mm-hmm. January 27th at Black Apple Crossing in Springdale, Arkansas. Yeah, we don't have a time locked down yet, but we don't, it's but kind just, of up in the air, but we want to get you guys uh, prepared. And, pencil that uh, in. Absolutely. It's going to be a Sunday. Um, Beth and I are going to cook up some good stuff for yeah. you. Like it's 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 going to be a good time. It's, We've got a few ideas in the works of things that we want to do because actually these are going to be generally a more uh, the live podcasts are going to be something that's more of a regular thing. Yeah. So um, we have some really fun stuff in the works as far as that goes. But if you guys want to come and be a part of the show, mm-hmm. that is the place to do it. Yeah, so, absolutely. January 27th. Mm-hmm. Mark Black it Apple off. Crossing, yeah. uh, Springdale, Arkansas. Uh, pay attention to our Facebook, follow our Facebook, yeah. and um, we'll put and the dates of, and, and yeah. information on there. Speaking of Black Couple Crossing, just always go to the Saturday night. So every Saturday... It's a free show. Every Saturday night, we have free comedy there. Comedians NWA puts it on. I did an amazing show there last night where uh, Stetson Banks, who is our... Uh, 
that man is my heart. Um, he's going to make it. He's Yeah, I can't yeah. wait for him to be massively famous and just for hopefully he'll remember who I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, but yeah, so, you know, he just had lined a show that I got to host last night at Black Apple and it was so great. Like, he is so funny. Troy Giddings, uh, Colleen Shrain, um, Trey Moore, who is my new friend that I got to meet, uh, who is from Bentville Comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, he and Comedians on WA are going to be doing a lot more collaborative stuff. So, Bentonville, we're coming your way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so hopefully we'll all just have a lot of really great more comedy shows that you can come and see and hear and enjoy. Um, but, yeah, definitely a free show. If you ever want to come and see a free show and drink some really delicious cider, Black Apple Crossing every Absolutely. Saturday night. So um, Zach Slusher and, uh, Trash, and Blood, Trash Blood Trash always. Blood Podcast. Well, I always give them a shout out. Yeah. Uh, Tuffer Kogan and uh, yeah, And actually, uh, well, um, he hasn't done a new one in a while. So uh, just okay. listen to the Wendy Love Ed show with Topher Kogan mm-hmm. uh, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on the radio. Yeah, so. You can stream it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Anything else? <sighs> I think that's all that I, I got. I feel... Beth, I feel woke AF right now. I literally <laughs> said, Brian, can we please call this the woke episode? Because yeah. I love this episode. I was so excited for it. And I'm so excited for all of you to hear it. So, yeah. You know what? So take care, you little Franks and Beanies and everybody in between. Take care, you little Franks and Beanies and everyone in between. <laughs>